Welcome to Recently Logged, where all of our facts are rock facts. <laughs> so, uh, so Micah. So, Rabbi. Have you noticed the air getting uh, colder? Uh, I have. Have you noticed the leaves falling? <laughs> I, I have, and I've noticed my allergies getting worse. <laughs> yeah, mine too. <laughs> well, hello there, guys. Uh, I'm Robbie. And I'm Micah. And uh, together we form the uh, the duo that reviews movies called Recently Live. <laughs> do we really review movies? Yeah, we do. Do we, do, do we more discuss well yeah it's really more of a discussion but whatever (laughs) there's this one podcast that i listen to where they literally like just say a review like a full-on review for the movie it's two guys and they both say like this half hour long review for the movie they're talking about like this is weird right it's really weird (laughs) and then they like share feedback on what the other one thought like like, this is weird they type out like just really long yeah they they have like a yeah they have like an essay long review of the movie they're talking about and that's, that's weird i'm like this that's, is that's what i do with video essays <laughs> but yeah uh we're talking we're talking about fall this time we're talking about over the garden fall <laughs> yes <laughs> I, th- I feel like over the garden wall is the perfect the perfect piece of media for fall it is you know? the fall thing if, if you've watched <laughs> my video rabbi you would know that it is the fall piece of media <laughs> well i I mean, I I did watch your video. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then you know. (laughs) I guess so. So, yeah, before before we did this, actually, like, I guess it was last year. Was that last year? I guess it was last year. (laughs) I put out an Over the Garden Wall video on my channel. Uh, it actually is now my most popular video for some reason. It's not Whoa. even. It's not. It's not anywhere near my best video. No, it's very scattered. <laughs> um, but it's up to like thirty-five thousand views, and like my next highest viewed video <laughs> is like eight hundred. So, <laughs> well, it's just the way it is, I guess. Yeah, and it made my demographic literally be like fifteen to eighteen-year-old females. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it is my belief that all uh, ages and genders can enjoy over the garden wall. <laughs> yes, but why are my YouTube <laughs> analytics this now? I don't know. <laughs> no one no one knows the answer to that, Micah. But yeah, uh, so I have, I have some experience. I did quite a bit of research for that video. It was just long enough ago that I haven't really thought of it, but I still have that knowledge locked somewhere in my brain, Ooh. so I am... I have some stuff. Who knows? We might see the live unlocking of knowledge in Micah's brain on the podcast. (laughs) Uh, So, do we want to get into the to the basic facts of the basic rock facts, Micah? It's a rock fact. Indeed, we do. So the rock facts of Over the Garden Wall. Uh, <laughs> so we're talking we're talking about Over the Garden Wall. It is a mini series that came out in 2014. It's rated TVPG. It aired it in 2014, Micah. 109 minutes in total. Ooh. It's a little IMDb description is two brothers find themselves lost in a mysterious land and try to find their way home. Which which yes that Yes. That is the plot. <laughs> yes. Uh, it won two primetime Emmys, one for Outstanding Animated Program and one for Outstanding Individual Achievement in Animation. Yes. Um, it's cast. We got Elijah Wood, Colin Dean. Yes. Uh, how, do we, how do we say her name, I wonder? 
Melanie Lensky. Melanie Lensky. Is Christopher Lloyd. That's <laughs> uh, John Cleese. Mr. Yeah. Cheese himself. <laughs> Mr. John Cheese. <laughs> Tim Curry makes an appearance. There's there's a lot of like big actors. Yeah, I was about to say this is pretty well known actors on the whole. Uh, created by Patrick McHale Heck and yeah. the development through Cartoon Network done by Katie Krentz. Krentz. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, you just gotta you just gotta dive into a I last gotta name. Dive into the last name. You can't hesitate. <laughs> I keep hesitating. And technically, uh, it was partially di- directed by uh, Nate Cash. The direction itself was kind of like because each episode. Well, yeah, he directed every episode of it. He was the director. Yeah, he was, but, but like, um, <laughs> like yeah, like yeah, he was the director, but like he was not the main creative force no, behind no. it all. Well, I mean, it. see, it has that weird thing that TV shows always have where, like, you have to have someone actually directing it, but, like, the show creator is usually responsible for a lot of the creative decisions. Right. It's kind of weird. It's weird. <laughs> but, yeah, Nate Cash directed. Yes, Over the Garden Wall, TV miniseries. Uh, you guys all know what it is. Essentially, the show itself was, was created by Patrick McHale and a bunch of his college buddies. <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say. No, but you can watch Micah's videos. Yeah. <laughs> Learn all about it. They literally just, like, all went to college. Cartoon Network was like, oh, we have no shows. We need a show. Oh, no, we have no show. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, is that what they sound and like? that's how Adventure Time was made. <laughs> exactly. Very good show. Who'd have thought? Apparently, 2014 was the peak of Cartoon Network. It was. <laughs> But anyway, uh, let's move on to to our opening thoughts uh, for Over the Garden Wall. To the, to the to the rock thoughts. The rock thoughts. I don't think rocks can think, Micah. Wow. And that's a rock fact. <laughs> I took a shower last night, and now my hair is really annoying me. Why? <laughs> well, like, when you take a shower and your hair is all poofy, then it gets all poofy. poofy. Like, I need a hat. <laughs> then go get a hat. No one's keeping you here. <laughs> the people are keeping me. Wow. That 28 cent paycheck is keeping you here. Exactly. Bro, I could have all the money to myself if I just kick Micah off as a host. It's true. You could. You, could, you, have, you could have the whole 40, no, 52 cents or something. Whoa. <laughs> it's not 52. It's like 56 or something. I think we're up to like $8 right now. Whoa. That's right, guys. Your your support has co- has gotten us eight dollars. Robbie's tea is brought to you by listeners like you, and we spent it on movie rentals a long time ago before we got eight dollars. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so uh, it really just kind of we've lost money. <laughs> okay, okay. But anyway, let's let's get into the opening thoughts. The opening thoughts. Yes. What are your opening thoughts on the mini series known as? Over the Garden Wall. Well, is it known as anything else? Well, it was Tome of the Unknown was to say, Two it was or something. A, it was going to be known as Tome of the Unknown, <laughs> but that's another story. Well, there you go. Um, well, <laughs> hey, we can include Tome of the Unknown in our episode rankings at the end. But I if you want to do that, if you want it's to, not the same. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> what was I going to say? Yes, Over the Garden Wall is a i think probably one of the best tv miniseries i've ever watched if not the best probably the best um i but then again i haven't seen very many uh tv miniseries but you know 
they're essentially just long movies Indeed. and this isn't even that long because it was a cartoon network TV no this is series. very this is very much just movie length. yeah it's just it's a, 109 minutes it's just a movie with episodic <laughs> structure is really all it is um i really love the general like animation style and score and everything it, it it curates a very nice pleasant vibe that also can turn like spooky within like five seconds <laughs> which i very much appreciate because like it's kind of cozy but then when it you when it wants to be scary it's scary and it does a really good shot uh, job at being able to shift between those very easily um seems like i talked about that in my video <laughs> yeah uh the score is phenomenal it's one of my like all-time favorite scores movie or tv show very um, very good yeah just it, it's it's sensational i i literally get goosebumps i think every time i listen to the little intro the little uh yeah strings it's nice <laughs> it's, um what else to the talk prelude. about um it's quote high concept uh, like idea behind it is really really dope um, just like if you watch it the first time you can enjoy it even if you don't like necessarily put two and two together and realize uh, what it's going for which uh, by the way <laughs> we watched it with my girlfriend last night for like for this episode yeah yeah and we told her the whole like most popular <laughs> not even that's not even like the deepest theory no out that's there. that's like surface level like yeah that makes sense theory but the theory that like because of the grave with quincy endicott and like everybody like the fact that they're drowning that everybody in that they run into in the show is dead and it's like purgatory kind of thing waiting i mean that's i feel like that's a pretty that's safe a pre interpretation yeah, a pretty safe of, inter the, of the but show it, but she didn't realize this <laughs> and she was like what <laughs> because and, and that's not a criticism of her no, because no. you literally can just enjoy the yeah, show exactly. no that's what i was saying show. like you can literally just enjoy it whether or not you're like oh i enjoy this because it's a high concept thing like i don't think that necessarily like i think it elevates it a little bit makes it more enjoyable it make it engages you more as a viewer but yeah no it works really well from that perspective too um i don't know what, what else to talk about the animation is great um it does a really good job of combining a lot of what made like 40s animation good and like modern cartoon network good if that makes any sense well um Crap, what? what is that show called? Which one? Uh, something Flapjack. Oh, The Adventures of Flapjack. Which is very much based around old animation yeah, yeah. styles. And that's what Patrick McHale started working on at Cartoon Network yeah. before he ever touched this. I was about to say, you can definitely see, like, 40s, uh, like, inspiration for all of the character designs and everything. Um, and it just works really well with the tone of the show again. Because, like... 40s cartoons can be very unsettling at times. <laughs> very. <laughs> um, but they're also kind of, like, cute, you know? That's why Bendy and the Ink Machine is a masterpiece. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else to mention? I, I don't know, like, the animation's great, the music's great. Um, from a story perspective, all of the characters are really fun and good, and I still get emotional at the end of it, surprisingly. <laughs> you wouldn't think, like, Cartoon Network miniseries is gonna have me crying in the club. But no, that, was the, that was the craziest thing before I before I knew what this was. Yeah, that like 
when I heard about it, I heard how highly rated it was. I was like, what? But it's a Cartoon Network it's mini weird. series. It's Cartoon Network, right? That sounds weird. And then I watched it and I was like, this is nothing like anything Cartoon Network I've seen. My goodness. I already have a favorite scene from the series, but we'll discuss that later. Yeah, um, I was about to say, we're very much discussing stuff here Okay, okay. it's supposed to be opening thoughts, okay. Robbie. Those are my opening thoughts. I love it. Um, it's great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you think of Over what the Garden Wall? What do I think wall? of Over the Garden Wall? I genuinely do think it's probably the most perfect piece of fall media ever created. <laughs> Specifically not, fall. Not Knives Out, Micah? No. Oh. I love Knives Out. Love it to death. <laughs> but I think this is far more fall than, uh, than Knives Out. That's I, fair. That's I think, fair. I think literally, like he said, like every element of uh, the animation and the music and just the very base ideas and all of the inspiration mm-hmm. that was taken to to draw you into this creates something that's so like he said simultaneously really comforting to watch there's mm-hmm. something so it's like, cozy you, you watch over the garden wall and you're like ah, fall. <laughs> ah. <laughs> but yet because fall is the way that it is they use that aesthetic to perfectly blend it into the creepier stuff and the show was actually originally made to be even creepier, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of sad we didn't get that because yeah. I just I just am a really big fan of like when cartoons go really creepy. I but... was about to say the creepy stuff in this, like when it does get scary, is so so good. But uh, Cartoon Network thought it would be too creepy. <laughs> uh, well, it is for children, Micah. So that would have like... scared th- that the like ending episode of this would have scared me to death as a child. <laughs> I think I think its structure is. <laughs> brilliant how they came up with the episodic structure of everything leaving everything to flow very nice episode to episode the music is outstanding genuinely like again like he said one of my favorite (laughs) uh like just soundtracks and scores for any anything ever uh the animation is beautiful the voice cast is outstanding. Like, the voice cast, you w- I wouldn't even have thought. Like, if you would have told me, like, John Cleese was in this and Christopher <laughs> Lloyd and Elijah Wood, I would be like, what are you talking about? What, what are you talking but, about? But, like, the voice cast of this show is literal perfection. <laughs> Especially the Beast voice. I didn't. I don't think I know oh who gosh. voices the Beast. The guy who voices but the Beast his voice, was knocking it out of the park. I, I, said, it, I said it with both the Beast and um, Enoch... Like, oh, they yeah. have, like, Kratos <laughs> levels of just outstanding the voices. voices. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Without getting too much into discussion, yeah, yeah. like, it's just, like, an insanely well-crafted series, even with everything that went into it, which you can very much tell that stuff was cut from it. Oh, yeah, you can. Because due to budget and time and everything, they ended up cutting three episodes. And you can tell by the end. But, like, it doesn't even, like, matter overall for the show. Um, yeah, I think I think that's honestly one of its biggest problems. I forgot to mention that. Its ending is a little sudden. Yeah, its and ending that's, is sudden. That's, I think it's only problem, really. <laughs> like, its biggest problem. Yeah. But, like, again, <laughs> it was due to episodes being... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, no, I, I love this series. I really, really do. I gave it a 5 out of 5. I also gave it a 5 out of 5, Micah. So now well, let's get in to the meat. The main discussion, Micah. The Jason Funderburger. The Jason Funderburger. So a little, a little fun fact what the? For, for viewers. Uh, viewers <laughs> came at in home. so quick. <laughs> a little fun fact for viewers at yes. home. Uh, we ended up watching this. <laughs> 
completely, 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 we ended up watching completely coincidentally at the exact same time as Karsten Rungquist. My hero, my personal hero. Like we logged it almost at the exact same time it popped up that he logged it. Creepy, Micah. It was pretty, it was pretty wild. We, we didn't, we didn't watch it with Wait, that was it? That was, that was was just the fun fact. Wow. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, discussion time, Micah. Discussion. It's time to discuss. Discuss. Um, what'd you, what'd you think of, uh, the, we already mentioned the voice cast in part, but I feel like with any animated, like, program or movie or anything, the cat, like, the voice cast getting a sound for it is essential, and this definitely has a sound. Yeah, this is, like, the only time... <laughs> I mean, not the only time, obviously, but, like, one of the only times where you could grab what I would call a, quote, celebrity cast and it actually all be outstanding choices. Because, I mean, all of the, quote, celebrities in this are just good voice actors. Yeah, I was about to say. The only person in this voice cast that I don't, like, I'm not usually fond of from, like, a performance standpoint is Christopher Lloyd. And he does, he's pretty good in this. Yeah, I like him. I like I like his performance. The Woodsman is a weird character yeah. in general. Yeah. I've always felt kind of weird about it and I feel like I don't know this for a fact, but I feel like some of his stuff had to have been cut in those three episodes, like some of his main stuff. Oh, I guarantee you. <laughs> Cause like he feels like a very weird background character that's building to something but never really gets a chance to. And yeah. like I think I think the the uh the like the vocal performance itself is 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 fine yeah that's what i was saying like the only one i'm kind of indifferent to is christopher lloyd oh wait i have a voice cast that i do not like straight up it's it's actually one of the only characters in the whole show (laughs) i do not like uh fred the horse oh yeah i really don't like and i don't think his vocal performance meshes at all with no the it doesn't that's a good that's a good that's a good uh spot micah because he does not really mesh with the rest of the show very well and and it's crazy because they out of, out of everything they could have made a spinoff for they were originally trying to get a spinoff about fred the horse and big l big l like what fred the horse sucks what are you even gonna do all, all my homies hate fred the horse <laughs> wow um yeah no i don't know he's just like he sounds like a character <laughs> what am i thinking i was gonna say he sounds like a character from penguins of madagascar but he is a character in penguins yeah of madagascar. he is like but that's the kind of vibe <laughs> character that i expect like honestly like madagascar style quality yeah yeah (laughs) which i like madagascar but the style just doesn't really mesh and you have just this vocal performance in this entire horse character that just feels very out of place in the whole episode that he's in to me anyway yeah no i would agree with that definitely um but i i just think it's interesting that they were able to cast like yeah, the ensemble cast is very, very good. Yeah, like I'm, I'm surprised in general that they got the people that they got to like sign up for their tiny Cartoon Network miniseries. <laughs> Bro, the the like main trio is uh, gold. I have the creaky chair this episode. The creaky chair. <laughs> but yeah, no, like Elijah Wood gives a great performance. Uh, yeah. Why did I just lose his name? Uh, with the kid? Yeah. Greg? Gregory? Yeah, Gregory. <laughs> I don't know. 
It's like, yeah, Colin Dean. Colin Dean is an amazing voice actor. I do he really not is. He is outstanding in this. It's kind of crazy. Like you would, <laughs> like you wouldn't think, but then like he is the. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think my favorite vocal performances, just in terms of vocal performances, come from John Cleese because John Cleese <laughs> is a master. John Cleese is one of my favorite just actors in general. So right, <laughs> it makes sense. Like. Quincy Endicott is is by far one of the funniest characters in this whole show. <laughs> Mr. T Man with his peacocks, like <laughs> Matt. Matt. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I I'm a very much fan of the vocal performances in this. Nice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so what do you what do you what is your favorite? Uh, scene or sequence uh, which is I, an interesting question coming from something with episodes yeah I was about to say I already mentioned um, earlier that I did have a favorite scene yeah and it's the um, the scene where Greg is getting turned into an Adelwood tree mm-hmm. at, near the very end of the show I love that scene very good scene very spooky but very also spooky. very emotional. Very emotional. It's everything that I love about Over the Garden Wall. Mike. the score there is great too. Yeah, I think I think I would say kind of that a little bit as one of the best in the show for sure. Like, because one, 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 so one of my favorite one of my favorite standout scenes is <laughs> like just for the whole show yeah. is definitely uh, the confrontation between Wirt and the Beast at the end. Yeah, I think that's like. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. Which, that scene. Well, yeah, but like that's not when he's getting turned. <laughs> well, no, yeah, but like that's the start of the scene. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said that like section. Yeah, yeah, is just like overall outstanding, and I would say it is some of the creepiest of uh, like the whole show, and like the the whole "Are you ready to face true darkness?" <laughs> and, uh, are you? Are you <laughs> is both awesome and funny at the same time. So no, Micah, not humor in my in my show, Micah. Not humor. The MCU. Uh, but <laughs> a a close comparison for that for favorite scene is okay. um the over the garden wall like the song over the garden wall thing ah. from the frog episode. Uh, which, yeah, Lullaby and yeah, Frogland. Lullaby and Frogland. Good stuff. <laughs> the, like, the whole, the animation, the colors in that scene are beautiful. <laughs> the frogs are outstanding. <laughs> and that's my favorite, fro- that's my favorite song off of the soundtrack. Mike is like, the frogs, they're frogs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's probably my favorite scene overall. All right. Be a pretty good choice, Mike. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite episode? My since, favorite episode. Since we're we're gonna rank all of them later, but I figured oh, since well, we did I've, favorite scene, I figured we could just go into our ranking from that. But uh, oh yeah, favorite... sure. If you want to, I figured we'd stick it at the end. But like, sure, let's yeah, do I it. I don't see why not. I let's like... do it. <laughs> but my favorite episode is in fact a lullaby in Frogland. Wow, oh, the one I grabbed my favorite scene from. Wow. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite episode? Gosh, I you know you sent me your ranking. Um, I did, and I've been trying to figure out how I would rank them. They're all like, like there's um there's like 
in my mind, there's like A tier and B tier like episodes of this show. I would you know? agree. I would agree. And like, I I don't think that like the A tier ones have like an outstanding one of them, and the B tier ones have an outstanding one of them. I just think there's like, yeah, those that's one of the better episodes, or that's one of like the you know not as good. Episodes. I would only put like three episodes in B tier though. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah, I I like all of them. Um. Gosh, if I had to pick what I would like the best one, my yeah, favorite one. one. If you could just sit just, down if and I watch could, one. If I could pluck one out. Just if you went upstairs uh, right now to watch an episode, what episode would it be? That's so tough. It <laughs> it would be between, I think, uh Songs of the Dark Lantern and School Time Follies. Those are two of my favorites for sure. Um, but probably School Time Follies. <laughs> Yeah, I could see that. Like School Time Follies is a really fun episode. Yeah, it's a really um, it's really fun. It's upbeat. It's got like some really good music in it. And it's right there cuz it's episode 3. Yeah. And it's right there um right as the you're getting into when the show can just do stuff like, you know, <laughs> like actually do the little kind of one-off plot episode things. I was about to say that if you've if you've ever written or read a screenplay book like how to how to structure a screenplay, this is the fun and game section before act 2 really gets going. Yeah. So we had like the old Grissmill and Hard Times at the Husk and Bee that really yeah. are very much just like set up as much as mm-hmm. they're fun still. Yeah. And then this is the first one where the show gets to have fun, but it's also not far enough that like there's a lot of plot going on either because like towards the end as you get towards like even the later episodes even lullaby and frogland my favorite Mm -hmm. like you're starting to get very much into like the overarching looming plot yeah i was about to say once they get to adelaide's it, it really is all just plot from there you know yeah but yeah and i you just like miss like <laughs> it's true. It's true. But, but yeah. still, that doesn't change the fact that it's a good episode. <laughs> my my total ranking of the episodes. Okay. Uh, I have episode uh, like a not episode uh, number one, Lullaby in Frogland, episode six. Number two, School Time Follies, episode three. Yes. Number three, Songs of the Dark Lantern, episode four. We seem to agree on the like top three, but <laughs> episode. I mean, not no, well. Four, Mad Love, Episode 5. Yes, that's confusing. <laughs> five, Hard Times at the Husk and Bee, Episode 2. Yes. Six, The Ringing of the Bell, Episode 7. Seven, The Unknown, Episode 10. <laughs> oh my god. This really is confusing. <laughs> Eight, The Old Gris Mill, Episode 1. Nine, Into the Unknown, Episode 9. And ten, Babes in the Woods, Episode 8, the only episode that I kind of am actively just uh, towards i can't believe you don't like babes in the woods micah it's it's not fun for me i really, really I, it's, i'm bored the whole episode it's the only episode i'm bored during i love that episode i don't know i'm i'm just here for more greg content honestly yeah but it's not greg content like i would prefer it's not <laughs> greg being greg because he's it's, it's mostly silent the whole time it's still good though like <laughs> It's still a fine episode. It's just it, it definitely is my least favorite and it is the only episode that I get bored during. Okay. Um man, how would I rank this? Um I'd probably have the same top 3 like um I think I would go School Time Follies, Lullaby and Frogland and Songs of the Dark Lantern, so just swap Micah's top 2. <laughs> um after that, I'd probably go with um 
Probably Mad Love and then <laughs> The Unknown. Um, Hard Times at the Huskin Bee. Um, after Hard Times at the Huskin Bee, what would I go with? Do you not like The Ringing of the Bell? Robert? I mean, The Ringing of the Bell is a fun episode. Um, it's, I'm just not crazy about it. Maybe they're here to burgle your turn. That's true. That is true. Um, hold on. Ah, oh, gosh. What do I have left? I have The Unknown, uh, Into the Unknown. No, you said The Unknown. Oh, did I? You said Mad Love of the Unknown. Oh, yeah, that's the last episode. Um, I'd probably go Old Grist Mill, and then Ringing of the Bell, and then Babes in the Woods. See, I'm not, I'm not that big of a fan of Old Grist Mill, either. Really? Yeah, so I put Old Grist Mill down there, and okay. I actually talk about the episode in uh, my video. Like, I, I use it as my first example of kind of the breakdown of the show, because I do think it's a really great way to set up the structure, the tone, mm -hmm. the character. Like, it's a, it's That's a great That's what I admire about it, episode. yeah. But again, I just, yeah, I'm just kind of like, eh, would I watch that again? No. Like, <laughs> would I watch that again? No. <laughs> it's some of my least favorite woodsman content, essentially. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. I just like the dog. <laughs> the dog is a plus. Like, like I have no other problems, <laughs> like, with it. Like, Greg is an icon in it. Wirt is great. You get some great quotes. But, like, I just don't like the woodsman. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I said, I have such a hard time ranking this show because, like, like I said, I feel like there's, like the great episodes and then the pretty great episodes, you know? <laughs> um, like, even episodes that I find to be a little more, like, dull than some of the other ones, like The Ringing of the Bell, have, like, just, like, great moments in them and great characters that they're always introducing in them. It, you, it's never boring. What do you think of Into the Unknown? Into the Unknown? No. Um, that's... <laughs> Into the Unknown, that's... It's the... It's an intro... Yeah, no, I know what it is. It's, it's an interesting uh, episode. Because, like, I know there's some backlash to putting it in at all and not leaving it a little more ambiguous. Um, but, like, at the same time, I don't know. It works to the ending it's really weird. well. Like, yeah. I like the way the yeah. show ends with them all being there. And without this episode, you couldn't do that. It makes it makes the ending a little more cathartic than it would be otherwise. Yeah, but at the same time, I, I, I put it as low as I did because it is just a very odd episode. <laughs> it, yeah, no, it's really... It feels kind of disconnected from the rest of the show, but it's because it's not in Purgatory. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. But, like, like overall, like... <laughs> Even beyond just like, yeah, it's not in the same yeah, location. It's not set there. It, it does feel rather disconnected. And when you're watching it through all the way, it can kind of feel a little jarring going to this episode. Definitely. Which I think is partially its purpose. Because you go from Babes in the Woods to this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Babes in the Woods is one of the weirdest, most over the garden. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, it, that's one of the weirdest episodes you can get. Like, to, this, this would never happen in reality kind of episode. <laughs> to this. And then you go hard cut to Wirt throwing a cassette at the wall. <laughs> right? Like, and it's it's a little weird. <laughs> yeah. I still think it's a good episode, obviously. I, I actually, there's a lot of moments in it that I find hilarious. I love the it's, Jason Funderburger stuff. The Jason Funderburger stuff is amazing. Sarah's a really fun character oh my gosh the police officer and is outstanding yes. the greatest the greatest police officer of all time i do not care <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was about to say like it's a good episode still like i said they range from great to pretty great 
But yeah, just in terms of the overall show, it is a very odd entity, like like Babes in the Woods. Yeah, I was about to say, because it acts as a flashback for the whole show, and you've gotten so used to just over the garden wall at this point. Like, you're you're almost at the end of the show now. So it just seems kind of, like, jarring. It genuinely makes me wonder how they would have structured this show, um, because originally when uh, Patrick McHale pitched this to Cartoon Network... They were like, mm, that's a cool idea, but we're going to make it into a movie. <laughs> a movie. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> he didn't want it to be a movie, but he was like, well, if that's what I got to do to get it made. And they started working on production with a movie, and then he finally convinced them to make it into a show. I was about to say, I've, I have a feeling a lot of the problems that I have with this, like in its story pacing and stuff, um, like we mentioned with the episode we were just discussing, um, would be made a lot worse by a movie structure. Yeah, and I think like the more it leans towards that, the more episodes that got cut, the more it kind of leans towards that. That kind of it's not bad pacing. <laughs> it's still really good. No, yeah, I was about but to say, like is, I said, you're never bored with the show. But it is a little awkward pacing. Yeah, and and I mean, like, there's a very clear purpose to that. They literally <laughs> one of their animation studios, I think the New York one or whatever, got closed down. <laughs> yeah. They they had to cut off three episodes, and I think they were all towards the end. So I like, feel I've, I'm still really sad that we didn't get to see like those three episodes because I have a feeling like I I think it's pretty much perfect as is. But like, imagine having just three more episodes. Of if this. I remember because they turned they they released a lot of uh, graphic novel like comic yeah yeah releases, and I think the episodes that they did that were about them, I think they had a Beatrice episode. A highwayman episode and because <laughs> there was going to be like an actual like highwayman episode and the woodsman had his own you know it's probably for the best that the highwayman got his episode guy as much as i would have loved to see that i love the highwayman but like <laughs> did we really need a whole episode i did it? i needed the whole episode <laughs> of the highwayman bro one of the absolute greatest moments in this show is just it's still on Wirt, the camera, and then out of nowhere, I'm the highwayman. Cut to him standing there looking like it just pauses, and it Wirt's like, okay. Bro. Oh, and that song is good so stuff. good. Good stuff. I wish it was longer. That's one of the best episodes. Like, There's a reason we both put it in our top three. Right? Like, no, and, and it's got a lot of songs in it, <laughs> and, it, like, that's so good. Like, the songs in it are great. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Into the Unknown is a good episode. It is funny. It is good. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it. So, so what did you think of of the unknown? The unknown. Since we're kind of, since I was just kind of working through episodes. Um, what happens in the unknown? Like, yeah, how does it start? The final, the final episode. Yeah, how does it start? Um, it starts because because Greg makes the deal with the beast yeah the yeah end of babes in the woods yes i do remember that and um, then can, i i remember that i'm asking how does the final this one starts start? with uh beatrice finding wort and being yeah like, yeah, yeah yeah and yeah. greg working with lay beast boy beast oh no <laughs> uh, that's how it starts okay so yeah there's not much there's not much else outside of what i remember of the episode so yeah um yeah what did i think of it I think it's a really good conclusion for the episode, like or for the series, I should say, not the episode. For the episode, really, <laughs> really, yeah, don't say. Um, but yeah, uh, not only do we get to finally see the um, 
like ending of the beast Wurt's character arc but the beast on the whole which um i didn't mention one of the one of the more brilliant strokes i will say for putting into the unknown uh right where they did is you get to see just how drastically different greg and Wurt's like or where at least Wirt was back then. Yeah, you know? Wirt's a real. I, I mean, was about to say a, he's a jerk to Greg throughout. No, I was about to like, say he, he is a, a jerk. really big jerk. Yeah, I was about to say he's like a huge jerk back then. It does a good. It does a nice job. It makes the ending a little more cathartic. Like I said before, because um, you you're like, oh my gosh, he's so he's so like, the, he's such a good whole, brother. And the whole return the rock. Thing. Exactly. Yeah, I was about to say uh. this. This is like. They set up a bunch of great stuff earlier in the series, and I think the final episode actually does a really great job at giving you all the payoffs, emotional payoffs, story beat payoffs. Yeah, I think I think the only problem I it's, have it's with really the final great. episode is it's the most apparent that they cut stuff. Yeah, I was about to say um, that's that's the one where you're like, okay, I feel like we could have used a little more a little more time here, please. Because <laughs> you actually have this whole thing, like when you see Greg with the beast he's like he's got like th- these random things and the beast's like yes now catch the sun into a teacup for me or something <laughs> and like it doesn't make any sense because that was actually supposed to be something but it had to be cut and they just kind of had that then um yeah we just see like greg performing like random tasks for the beast essentially to start off the episode yeah, as the beast tries to get him to give up yeah uh so it's, it's it's very interesting, but I do think like everything in in the beast especially, and as much as My I think goodness. the woodsman is cut down, like just the way it comes together. <laughs> That's overall, like I said, that scene is so good, <laughs> so good. Like the the whole realization that his daughter isn't in the lantern. Spoilers, Micah. She <laughs> this, this show came out in twenty fourteen. <laughs> it's almost been ten years. <laughs> wow. But um, yeah like it, it all comes together and even in the little rough moments which there are hardly any are barely noticeable because everything in this episode is working really well to be super emotional and really come together in a really impressive way yeah I, when when i got um babes in the woods and then into the unknown the first time i was watching it i'm like okay what the heck is going on right now yeah <laughs> That's that's what I was saying. Like that section, like you hit babes, yeah. babes in the woods, and I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, whatever. What? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then you hit into the unknown, and you're like, oh, how are they gonna end this show? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the heck is going on? We only have one episode left, guys. <laughs> and then the final episode does do a pretty good job of bringing everything together. Yeah, I was about to say, I it really just like surprised me and blew me out of the water the first time I watched it because I was like, wow, I I didn't think they'd be able to do it, but they did. <laughs> Okay, so the next episode we get uh, is The Ringing of the Bell. Ringing of the Bell. Which I feel like you talked about briefly. I did. There's not too much to talk about. It's it's a pretty basic episode. I put it in the middle because there's not really much to it. There's not a whole lot of plot that you get into in it, but there's not a whole lot of, like, (laughs) super outstanding stuff. I mean, you get a lot of, like, character stuff for Greg and Wirt, and that's about... That's, like, all the... That's the like the only purpose the episode serves, really. Yeah, this is one of like the very like we're about to get into the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of the it's one of the scarier episodes. Too. It is, and it was supposed to Sheesh. be it was supposed to be creepier too. <laughs> it was supposed to actively be scarier. I'm gonna get we're gonna get an R rated like over the garden wall with <laughs> the other episodes and make it would, like the original vision for it, Micah. Because this was supposed to be the opening episode too. Really? In the original. Oh my structure. gosh. 
Um, <laughs> this was instead of instead of the mill. This is what it was supposed to open with, and it was supposed to be creepier. But... They would have lost like so many children on episode one because I would have I would have probably turned it off. I would have been like, "What the heck? I'm going to die right now." But yeah, no. Cartoon Network said no to that idea, and they reworked it later into the show. See, that's interesting that it was originally going to start with something creepy because, like, obviously, like the um the hound is... yeah the hound has like the gris mill has some creepy stuff in it but i like i i kind of uh, like how it eases into a lot of its creepier stuff yeah like like the huskin bee it has some creepy elements but it's obviously not like that creepy yeah so you go like one the yeah. old mill not super creepy or the gris mill not super creepy huskin bee not mm-hmm. super creepy school time follies probably the least the creepy least episode. creepy episode of all time <laughs> songs of the dark lantern you get it it's kind of creepy yeah i was about to say like like i said i admire how it kind of eases you into the creepiness of yeah, the like show mad love mm-hmm. a little bit creepier yeah a little creepier yeah a little by in frogland isn't very creepy but you got the tones leading into the mm-hmm. uh, I was about to say you Adelaide got Adelaide. Stuff. Yeah, I was about to say you got the Adelaide stuff at the end. Yeah, uh, which then the ringing of the bell. Mm-hmm. Creepy. <laughs> the babes in the wood. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I was just saying. Like, I'm surprised they were going to open with ringing of the bell. Yeah, but you I know? mean that was from a time when the structure of the show was going to be quite yeah, a bit yeah. different. Yeah. I mean the the entire technical speaking original idea for the show was kind of scrapped due to just various things creative decision i mean it just happens with yeah. ideas yeah no i was just saying like i thought um, it was kind of odd but yeah because uh, with uh, tome of the unknown the short that came before this and that happened a lot when people were like trying to get shows lit <laughs> or movies even through like studios like cartoon network they had them make like a short to see if it would do well <laughs> and uh, tome of the unknown i think actually won an emmy as well it did, yeah. And uh, that's what the Cartoon Network was like, okay. <laughs> okay, it's time to cash in, baby. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, but, like, you, you get some of the elements and the name itself, Tome of the Unknown. Like, the entire thing was supposed to actually end up revolving around a character named Scratch, <laughs> who was, like, this devil-like creature that tricked them into all of this. Oh, wow. Into getting the Tome of the Unknown for them. Interesting. Uh, which was going to be a book of stories. Hmm. But that entire idea. I was about to say this. That is not there in the, in the <laughs> final show that I just watched. But that's why they switched the name to Over the Garden Wall. Yeah, because the Tome of the Unknown straight got cut. Yeah, I was about to say. Um, if you guys have ever seen Tome of the Unknown, the original short, it has a lot of the same like energy that the show has, which I really admire. Like. Like I said, it's it's atmosphere and everything are one of its strongest elements, and the fact that it was there from day one is really uh, reassuring. Yeah, I mean, I pa- like to say Patrick McHale's kind of a genius. Yeah, I was about to say he's kind of a kind of a genius uh, guy, you know. Almost everything he touched in Cartoon Network did amazingly well. Anyway, <laughs> we need to watch more Adventure Time. Is the is the real lesson right. here? <laughs> I mean, and for those of you who don't know, his show idea was was widely what inspired Adventure Time, and then he worked uh, on Adventure Time a lot. Yeah, because. You can tell. <laughs> what was the show supposed to be called? What? The show that... Oh, the... originally? For yeah, Adventure it Time? Like, it was like Space Adventures or something. Yeah, the Space that, Adventures. The one that Patrick McHale came up with. <laughs> uh, and then his buddy was like, hey, 
It's a cool idea. Let's do this. And he was like, yeah, like, let's do this. <laughs> it made me think of space adventure, an adventure in space. <laughs> but no, it, it really is kind of interesting to yeah. me. And I think it's cool from a production standpoint, just around everything that was working in this. That like all of the shows at this time in Cartoon Network were really just a bunch of buddies hanging out making what they loved and you i can think tell that, yeah i think that kind of vibe honestly went into a lot of the work like yeah. adventure time uh over the garden wall like this era of cartoon network was a was like honestly a really great era <laughs> just those two examples well I can't, yeah no i know <laughs> flapjack was at that time i've never seen um, any of flapjack before i'm trying to think of the other shows but like there were <laughs> Yes, no, I, I get what you're saying. I just thought it was funny that we only bring up two of, like, the same thing. Cartoon Network was, was running out of shows at the time. <laughs> All of their big money makers had just ended. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, do you, do you have another question to bring up before we, before we wrap it up? Um, Anything else? What do you think of the Beast? Just the as beast. an overall looming antagonist. My goodness. He's one of my favorite, like, just movie slash show antagonists ever simply because he always like he has that same like overbearing power that a lot of great villains have um where you just like he always feels like a threat and the fact that you never like get to see him until the final episode is such it, it's it's the jaws thing like yeah i mean he he commands so much presence exactly. in the show even when he's not there exactly. almost every element in the show they're like the beast i was about to say the show makes such a great point of making him feel like a threat um and it, it really it really just adds a lot of tangible tension to scenes that would otherwise just be like, yeah, it's two kids walking in the woods, who cares? Yeah, I mean, the first, <laughs> the first thing they introduce in episode one is the bee. Yeah, exactly. And, and also the woodsman, which I think is another really smart part of the beast, the way his character works, getting other people to use the lantern. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, it led to, like, this very cool thing where on a first-time view especially, you don't really know what's going on. You don't know mm -hmm. who the Beast is. The Beast could be the Woodsman. Yeah, I was and, about to say, as far as you know, the Beast is the Woodsman. <laughs> and, like, it's just really cool and aesthetically, aesthetically, oh the, the Edelwood trees and the Beast Perfect. are some of the coolest designed things in the whole show. Bro, <laughs> I just thought of this. Imagine, like, a... Uh, over the garden wall like ride or something like a log horrifying. ride i would like i would die would i think do that. <laughs> could you imagine who owns cartoon Network? oh my gosh that I'm, I'm literally getting scared just thinking about it like do like um, some like real life edelwood trees uh -huh. popping up yeah oh my gosh that would be horrifying <laughs> the beast like pops up right next to i would you. love it so much that would be so good <laughs> like like yeah like a like a log water ride is what i would do for that nice you can have you can have you start off at the mill and, and whatnot that'd be so good that'd be so good <laughs> there you go guys we, hire me <laughs> guys we figured it out <laughs> that would be perfect but yeah no like i love the way I just come up with a great idea I don't as, know. <laughs> as much as it feels kind of again disjointed a little bit towards yeah, the end no it's, like it's i always said that's its way, biggest problem it's yeah. always in a way that kind of leads towards the mystery too which mm -hmm. i talked about in my video yeah. that even though it's it, it's cut around it honestly leaves it feeling even more mysterious than it probably would have. Yeah. So, um, like, starting from the, uh, the tavern thing, they're like, we all know the beast. And <laughs> they're like, the, the he who carries the lantern <laughs> is the beast. 
but like from then on <laughs> Mike. i dropped something sorry <laughs> from then on like <laughs> it's like talking like five feet away from the microphone <laughs> from then on like it just does a great job of like weaving everything around like adelaide is mm-hmm. beast related like everything is just beast and you're like ah and anytime he actually walks onto the screen <laughs> you're like Oh my gosh, this is the sickest thing. And like I said, his voice actor is like a Killing 20 out of 10. Killing the game once again. But yeah, no. Um, And the fact, once you, like, if you if you uh, subscribe to this theory, um, if you, like, figure out that it's supposed to be purgatory and he's, like, supposed to be a kind of Satan figure, it obviously lends itself even more to being, like, he's he's even more of a threat kind of thing. Like, a supernatural threat. Yeah, and and I and I and I just love the way they do the character. Like, just I think it's a mm-hmm. genius stroke of writing to make him as quote unquote weak as he is. Yeah, no, I know. Be right? such a looming presence. Exactly. Like that's that's some of the smart. I mean, like some of the greatest, most memorable villains of all time really aren't that overall. <laughs> Like going that to intimidating. You. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say they're not that intimidating, really. But he has such a strong overall presence in all of like like all of the unknown. I was about to say literally all of almost like all of the danger in the show is directly connected to the beast somehow. Yeah, because like literally, Crazy. literally, you could have just gone <laughs> and he would have been defeated. <laughs> Got him, I guess. <laughs> but like he did it because of that, it makes his character so interesting. How manipulative and how he works around and how he becomes such like a strong presence, even though he's kind of a weakling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, heck, the woodsman straight up says he fights the beast to get the lantern. Like he he fought and won against the beast to get the lantern in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um beast brilliant i think that's just a genius stroke of writing but yeah I'd... any other big things you wanted to mention micah i don't really have much else all uh, right though i do have yeah i was uh, about to say the question i was gonna ask you is what's your favorite name for the frog i feel like it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of the default so for greg's frog yes so for the frog of the series um titular frog of the series which by the way which all series should have. My, my girlfriend actually constructed like a, constructed. a by hand like stuffed animal of frog man which frog. is like actually really amazingly well done and impressive. i love it it's great <laughs> impressive <laughs> but i have to say my favorite name is just jason funderbricker Fair enough. Fair enough. Some of some of my favorites uh, were definitely George Washington, uh, Doctor Cucumber. Uh, I thought Skipper was kind of cute, honestly. Skipper was cool. <laughs> it's weird that they put Mister President on here when Mister President kind of worked into the George well, Washington. Well, yeah, I don't one. know why they separated. <laughs> but yeah, no, George Washington, Doctor Cucumber, and Jason Funderburger were probably my favorite names. Good, good. <laughs> Those are the good ones, Mike. <laughs> Oh man, it's because the president is nude. It's because the president is nude. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, my favorite's either George Washington or Jason Funderburger. Gotta be. But yeah, I think <laughs> his cold feats, Mike. His feats. He gets the socks, Ruby. <laughs> oh yeah, the greatest payoff in cinematic. And one history. of and one of the plot points that was going to happen too. Uh, <laughs> I remember specifically that was talked about was that. Uh, Jason Funderburger, Frogman, uh, 
he was his father was going to be in an episode <laughs> he was after right after this right after uh uh i just let lullaby and frogland that's hilarious there was supposed to be an actual episode about that like contract for music deal that he made and his dad was going to be in it and he was going to be like a deadbeat father kind of thing <laughs> frog centric episode i take it <laughs> i forgot about that that's funny oh my gosh but yeah uh i mean just just kind of briefly in closing since we're not doing closing thoughts yeah, yeah. anymore uh the show's outstanding every element even the stuff that is kind of more shaky about it with everything that was cut i think really leans into how well like mysteriously this show is done the mm-hmm. entire show is objectively just like such a quote vibe it's not even funny like literally there's a reason so many <laughs> a people vibe there's a reason so many people watch this every fall like us included because like it literally just works so well into the season yeah and is so well done and there's so many quotable lines and and we could talk about this show probably for like forever if we, <laughs> if we really toured into each episode yeah um like there's just so much here that's just good yeah i was about to say we keep talking about like how some of the stuff at the end doesn't work very well but like i still gave it a 10 out of 10 yeah i mean like that's just by nature of trying to critique something yeah. i'm trying to find anything to where i'm not like it's it was perfect. perfect in every it's way it's a perfect show thank <laughs> I you i do genuinely think it's a masterpiece yeah um it's one of what i think is some of the best created television or movie or just media greatest uh, greatest piece of christian media ever made greatest <laughs> piece of christian media <laughs> sure sam tell me i'm wrong say it <laughs> but yeah just go listen to the soundtrack yeah and go watch the show more importantly it's on hulu and hbo max right now so that you got to pick one of them <laughs> you can do a free trial of one if you want right it's only it's only like what you said like an hour or 109 hour minutes. minutes yeah 49 minutes oh, 49 <laughs> yeah anything you want to add right before we end uh not really i just that like 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 i said at the beginning it's one of my favorite uh mini series out there and it's uh sensational brilliant 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 <laughs> it's got a, it's got a really good uh it, one of the better sibling uh co-starring like shows oh, for, or pieces of media i forgot to d- say too <laughs> that the character design slash like quote costume design of said characters which is just a character very design, good yes. is outstanding oh yeah well i i kind of yeah, when i said they, about, yeah when i said like the character animation and stuff about was it, good yeah but, but like <laughs> the designs are genuinely outstanding yeah the creepy ones the cute ones the two main characters all good uh, let's get into our What We Watch segment, though. Let's do it. Alrighty. So we watched nothing. <laughs> in, in conclusion, we watched no movies. I watched only three movies last week, which is pathetic. Well, do you want to explain what the segment is, Micah? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> I didn't watch anything. <laughs> uh, what We Watched segment is when we go on to our Letterboxd profile, which is the movie logging and <laughs> review. review social media platform. <laughs> yes. And we talk about all the things that we logged within the last week. Hence where we got the name recently, recently logged. Wow. There you Yay. go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what? You're going to elaborate, Mike? I don't remember what I was talking See, about. See, this is why I said we should have just started it over. 
Well, no, I just I just finished telling what it was, why we were called okay, recently okay. logged. I okay. thought you would pick us up. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. <laughs> Micah just explained what the What We Watch segment is. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're going to talk about what we watch. Starting from the 21st. <laughs> we had to, we had to split the recording guy. At, at which at which we call we watched uh SpongeBob the 21st versus yeah. the big one. I don't know why it's called SpongeBob versus the big one. It's the wave, Rebby, the wave. Yeah, no, I know one. the wave is called the big one, but he like he's not he's not like personally battling the big one. <laughs> That's not the main like plot point of the show. I don't know. This is very. I don't know why this was a special. Anyway, it's very weird. It's it weird. seems to have no purpose in being a special. Johnny Depp is here, giving a giving a like eight out of ten performance. I was gonna say ten, but like it's like an eight out of ten. It's a good performance. It's a good performance. But like, what <laughs> this episode is so weird. It's very season six. Very. Um, which season five was trash. Season six has been fine. Fine. It's been slightly worse than season four. Yes. Uh, but this was a very season six episode and the fact that just everything felt kind of pointless. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, at the end, I was like, who cares? <laughs> really? like, it was really weird. And Johnny Depp was like, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I gave Quite it a frankly. six out of ten. I didn't write it. No. Uh, then we watched... Uh, uh, yeah, you, you watched something. <laughs> then we watched... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I watched um, The Black Cat, the 34 uh, horror film for the first time, which uh, was very good. It's the guy who directed Detour, which I'm awfully fond of. And uh, yeah, it was a really effective horror movie, especially for how old it was. I'm honestly surprised this got made, you know? Like, I know this was like pre motion picture code kind of thing but like they got like a guy getting skinned alive on like not on screen obviously but like not not on screen you know <laughs> they got like cults and it, it, it got really dark really fast i'm like what the heck huh, interesting but yeah it, it was a 30s movie like a pretty early 30s yeah, and i'm I like mean, wow this is like you said though that's before intense. yeah before, before the people were trying to censor movies yeah before real hard. like the <laughs> government code enforced like motion picture stuff but yeah pretty decent movie it was a little boring at parts it really kicks it up in the third act um but yeah it, it was fun i enjoyed it i like detour uh, quite a bit better though i gave it a seven out of ten uh then since we've watched so little i guess we'll talk about it uh, <laughs> then we watched star wars visions the duel the duel which technically i had watched these before so i had watched the duel in yes. english Yes. And I had watched Tatooine Rhapsody in English, and I was like, I thought, like, because I thought it was supposed to be in Japanese, but it defaulted to English. Mm. I was like, okay, I guess I'll trust that. It's a red flag. Um, <laughs> and then the song in Tatooine Rhapsody was terrible. I was like, there's no way this is how it was written. So I went back like, it's like, and I watched no the duel and Tatooine Rhapsody in Japanese, yeah. which is what it was made for, and it was much better. <laughs> much better. And the song in Tatooine Rhapsody was actually, like, good. And then I watched <laughs> the duel again with Rebby. Yeah, that was the, the time he watched it again was uh, the first time I had seen it. And it was it was pretty great. I don't know. Like, yeah, it was. It feel it still comes off a little gimmicky. Yeah, my my whole critique but, for Star Wars yeah. Visions, as much as I was very excited for him because I'm a big Star Wars fan and I'm a big anime fan, and I think that's a really 
smart Star and good Wars pairing. Anime. Um, <laughs> my critique for it is they all feel extremely gimmicky, coming from all different studios, being an anthology like it is. Not for the fact that it's an anthology, but for the fact that every episode feels so extremely anime and Star Wars trope-y. Like, just that's all it is. Yeah, and, like, I, I get that, like, each studio obviously wanted to... Uh, like put a lot of the hallmarks of Star Wars in their episodes like who wouldn't you yeah know? exactly if like, you're commissioned to make a Star Wars short you're gonna put a lot of Star Wars <laughs> stuff in it but like it just comes off kind of gimmicky watching it as a whole thing yeah I would I would take like a lot of these as little series like even just mini series for some of them like the duel was pretty fun I really liked the animation in it I thought it looked sick yeah um I like the concept, too. I think it's one of the better episodes uh, of the so, series. So do I, so far. I mean, we haven't finished yeah, the series finished yet. It. But, like, at the same time, watching it, I was like, okay, this feels very... <laughs> I think that's what it is. They all feel like they're specifically trying to be something instead of being something, you know? I wouldn't say that for necessarily all of them, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Like oh, I felt, I, I felt saying. very much from like the moment this opened up, like like that it was trying hard to be like kind of old style Japanese movies combined with Star Wars. Got the hiccups all of a sudden, <laughs> which isn't inherently a bad thing, but it just it comes off as a little weird. Yeah, the hiccups to me. keep you on your toes. <laughs> I don't know why you would think it's a bad thing. Uh, and then we watched Tattooing Rhapsody as well. Pretty pretty mid. It's yeah, it's one of my least favorite. Uh, the song is good in I Japanese. I still liked though. it though. Yeah. Oh, I, what did you rate the duel? I, I didn't. Oh, I rated it an eight out of ten. I don't. I don't rate shorts. I don't rate shorts. I'm above shorts. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I would just want like a completely different like rating system for rating shorts. Uh, Tattooing Rhapsody, I gave it a five out of 10 yeah i just don't like any of the characters and the actual emotional beats are really kind of mid in this out of any of them i like the rock though yeah the rock's good <laughs> there you go uh after that <laughs> uh what did we watch oh uh, yes we watched kong skull island kong. it was a rewatch kong i was trying <laughs> i was trying to convince robbie that it's a it's a pretty decent movie i don't know if it worked um i mean my rating did not change for it at all <laughs> I really like Kong Skull Island uh, from a filmmaking cast everything standpoint. Its biggest problem is its writing. <laughs> yes, it is. The, the third act kind of sucks. Yes, it does. Uh, but I just love so much about this aesthetically, and like it's the only Kong like monster Godzilla esque movie I actually like. Micah, if I watched this like without you, I would have been like Micah would love this. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I do. John C. Riley is great in it. That's John the that's the only element I will attribute the word "great" to in this movie. <laughs> wow, the cast I think is really fun. The grading's really fun though. Like yeah, the the, the general look of the movie is cool. Yeah, I think it looks really good. Like it's it uses slow motion in a not super cringe way. So. Unfortunately, that third act really is kind of painful. Yeah, I, I I only gave it a six out of ten. I think it's definitely one of the better King Kong, Godzilla, like kaiju related movies I've seen. But you like know. I said, it's the only one I've liked, like actively, liked. <laughs> like actively liked. Yeah, <laughs> I gave it a four out of five. I gave it. A, yeah, I already said my rating. <laughs> I just got I, uh, one star lower than him. <laughs> Uh, then we watched the twins, the twins, which is another Visions short. One uh, of the weaker ones, in was, my eyes. It was fine. Yeah. It was, again, I, I feel like there's still a little <laughs> to latch on to in like this one, because uh, 
Like, at least Tatooine Rhapsody had the music. Yeah. I like this one better than Tatooine Rhapsody. I love the animation in this one. Yeah, the animation, the animation style is, style is really cool. I would, again, take a whole series of this. <laughs> if it continued, I would maybe be on board. But it just kind of ends as, like, and you're like, yep, that was... See, Micah, this is how I want my animation to look. It looks good. It's... There you go. Rebby wants his animation to be animated. I want my I want my animation to look good. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just kind of like it's fine. Yeah, no, it was, it was fine. I gave it. A, I actually gave it a, what I think is a little generous of a rating. I gave it a seven out of ten. Uh, then we watched the Village Bride, which Bride. is actually one of my favorite animation styles in the series. Yeah, it was all right. I it reminds it. me a lot of Ghibli. I don't know why. Yeah, I could see that. It's very similar in a lot of ways, especially the character designs. Like, new, obviously, like, later Ghibli, not early Ghibli. Yeah, but again, uh, it just, it, it like, with all of these, there's just not much to latch on to. Yeah. It's a short little story, and it's fine, and that's about it. It's perfectly fine. Yeah, it's a perfectly fine little again, short. if it continued into any more, I would be like, oh, yeah, this is cool. I can talk about how the story progresses. But instead, you just have, like, short little character introductions. And you're like, yep, those are the characters. <laughs> yep, that's, that's the plot. <laughs> there you go. I also gave The Village Bride a 7 like out of 10. It, like, I, I feel so... I feel bad for <laughs> feeling negatively towards these. And I don't feel, like, totally negatively. I enjoy them. But, like... I've seen some people like like even Houston on Twitter who's like, I love that they're anthologies. I love this so much. It's the coolest thing. I'm just like, I kind of, it's, it's my least favorite element of the show. Yeah. Uh, then we watched The Ninth Jedi. The Ninth Jedi. Uh, which is probably my favorite so far. Maybe The Ninth Jedi was the friend we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was pretty good. Yeah, no, I think it's one of, definitely one of the stronger ones of the bunch. It's the one that actually actively feels like it's trying to have a plot that's not just like a short little one-off thing. Yeah, I was about to say this one actually feels like it could be just like a short film rather than being like the start to a series or something. Yeah, and I think it really does well for it being a short. So I very much enjoyed it. <laughs> I also gave uh, it a three and a half. The animation was interesting. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the use of animation. the 3D was weird. I liked the 3D. I just wasn't crazy about how everything was lit and the character designs and everything. I'm yeah, not, I think was, I thought I think that of, style of anime looks kind of ugly to me. It was but. one of the weaker visually, in my opinion, of the of no. The that I see. I think the the actual like filmmaking was pretty good. No, visually, as in like animation just kind of ugly <laughs> yeah like yeah the animation well, yeah, itself yeah. isn't that great looking i was about to say visually it's pretty good like <laughs> but uh then after that we watched oh you watched music <laughs> i watched one of the uh, supposedly one of the worst films of the year of 2021 sia uh music directed by sia um yeah <laughs> more like sia it was uh it was bad <laughs> it was uh quite bad um leslie autumn jr is in it though he's one of the leads that was cool <laughs> um he's a good singer <laughs> uh <laughs> production design was kind of cool the costuming was cool uh, everything else kind of sucked <laughs> um <laughs> kind of majorly sucked <laughs> just really bad representation for autistic people on screen like pathetically bad like the like the epitome of like 
how you shouldn't do autism on screen, Micah. She literally <laughs> just serves as a plot device in this entire movie, and that's it. She has no character. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I'm like, this sucks, but you know, it, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. The music was Sia music, and not even good Sia music. <laughs> like I like some of Sia's stuff, but like this was not it at all um yeah don't watch music yeah i feel weird even just talking about it because it was bad like i i feel bad giving it time <laughs> but yes uh music bad don't watch i gave it a three out of ten then we watched congo congo which frank you can marshall only, you baby. can only say congo like you're saying pongo from when Seem see mike it always makes me think of the frank ocean line everything grows in the congo <laughs> well, uh which congo uh, Michael Crichton, uh, Frank Marshall. Yeah. Weird movie. Very uh, Michael Crichton. Very Michael Crichton. Very Frank Marshall. Somehow also very Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, it feels it feels like the quality <laughs> of, like, the second Doctor... No, the third... Which is the first one that they got into color? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Early Doctor Who. I don't know. <laughs> this feels like a Doctor Who storyline, though. Like in budget. Like if Michael making... Crichton, if Michael Crichton wrote a Doctor Who episode, this is what it would be. I'll literally just replace <laughs> what's her face with like a Doctor. With the Doctor, yeah. And have like one other side character because the Doctor apparently can't not have weird London people following him around. <laughs> weird London people. <laughs> Um, Micah describes the British as quote weird London people, <laughs> but yeah, Congo's fine. It's a lot of fun, and the ending just kind of falls apart. It was it was a lot of fun until it got to its last like twenty minutes, and then it's just boring beyond all reason. <laughs> You're like, Curry oh my gosh. is also here. <laughs> yeah, he also almost says the n word. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was wild, right? Um, I was like, I was so scared for like three seconds that he was actually going to say it. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? It, it was, it's in 1995, kind of wild. Um, but yeah, Congo. It was it's it was a fun movie. Um, and it then just, it wasn't. It just kind of falls apart into boredom. Yeah, it just kind of devolves into like boring. Yeah, yes. I give it. I give it two and a half. I also gave it a two and a half. Then we watched the masterpiece, <laughs> the 2020 film of the year. Yikes! I hope not. The New Mutants. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the New Mutants. I didn't hate it as much as you did. I. It was bad. Micah. It's bad for it's sure. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad for sure. I gave it the same rating I gave music, Mike. <laughs> That's sad. It is I, sad. I, I, I didn't want to hate it. I agree. <laughs> I agree with what I put in my review that every element of a movie that could possibly be good is not. <laughs> I was about to say, like, I love, I absolutely adore the concept behind this movie where, like, you obviously, like, it, it does a really good job of subverting your expectations Mike, <laughs> in its concept where you're like, oh, obviously the main characters are going to be the good guys, right? And then, like... Whoa. The big reveal, Mike. <laughs> Whoa. And I, I was like, oh, that's super dope. And then <laughs> that's like all that I liked about the movie. <laughs> yeah, see, see, the thing is, like, I, I didn't think while watching it 
it was actively terrible to watch. That was the thing. It's that's why that's why I didn't give it as low as <laughs> as a thing because I and and I put it also in my review. As much as I don't think a single element of this is really it does good, not work. I do not think a single element of it is aggressively awful to watch. It doesn't work the at all. The story pacing is aggressively awful. <laughs> it doesn't work at all. But like it, it wasn't the most painful thing by far that I've watched. It wasn't even close. I've watched some things that I would consider a lot better that I think were a lot worse to watch through than this <laughs> like uh, at least we had <laughs> anya taylor joy and uh the uh, weakest performance, <laughs> the weakest performance i've seen from her micah easily well yeah <laughs> but the script was terrible <laughs> yes it was that's what i'm saying like they even ruined the actors that i liked Listen, all I'm saying is it was not the worst thing I've ever seen anywhere close. I gave it no, two and a half. No, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but it's not good. I gave it two and a half stars just because I think it is very aggressively mediocre. I think it is actively kind of awful. Um, I give it a three out of ten. <laughs> and that is the last thing we watched up until Over the Garden Wall. I was about to say, not true, Micah. We watched Over the Garden Wall. <laughs> we watched yeah um so yeah uh thanks for tuning in that was that was what we watched we discussed the the series over the garden wall we have met all of the qualifications now give us our 23 cents for making the episode (laughs) now give us money please give us the money oh yeah if you go to anchor.fm forward slash recently logged you can support us um Financially. <laughs> Whoa. Financially. Financially. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you don't want to just have us rely on ad revenue, um, I did turn on listener support on Anchor if you want to support us on wanna, a monthly or weekly basis. Give us some money, please. Please. Uh, we'll do newer movies because we'll have money to go I see I was about to say, we'll, have, we'll actually have money to go see movies now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, if you want to support us, anchor.fm forward slash recently logged, you can support us financially. Uh, but yeah, go watch Over the Garden Wall, then go listen to the soundtrack, then yeah. go watch it again, then go listen to the soundtrack again. And then go watch Tome of the Unknown. <laughs> Do it. Do it. I, I double-dog dare you. I double-dog dare you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll catch you guys next week. Who knows what's going to happen. Hopefully we'll have actually watched some movies. Maybe, maybe we'll be in the official Halloween era and start doing some like horror movies or something. Yeah, where, where are our horror movies, Rebby? Why are we doing know. fall stuff? Ew not fall we need, we need horror oh yeah happy happy fall guys happy fall happy autumn enjoy me when i trip in a bouncy house <laughs> it's a happy fall like <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll catch you guys next week indeed we shall bye adios